This is Hannah Hassler, the host of Rorschach, Your Reality. I am so glad that you're joining me today on the podcast, and I would love to hear from you. You can find me on Instagram at Rorschach, Your Reality, on the web, www.rorschachyourreality.com, and on Facebook, Rorschach, Your Reality. You'll find I have a page as well as an insiders group feel free to join the insiders group and see what I'm posting over there. I do more video content as well as some articles and updates on the podcast, of course. Let's go ahead and get started. Our guest today is Haley Rowe, and I am so excited to hear what she has to share with us today. And Haley, let's start by you telling us just a little bit about yourself. Who are you and what do you do? Yeah, thank you so much for having me, Hannah. And I am a business coach for coaches who want to book more clients that they love, obviously, and hit their first um, five to 10K months, as well as overcome a lot of the confidence and time mindset kind of barriers that are holding them back in their online marketing. So I am very passionate about working with entrepreneurs, specifically coaches, who really struggle with their thoughts, keeping them from doing things or um, keeping them procrastinating from creating this Mm. dream life. And um, I'm just very big on changing the way people think because I think it creates everything else, our actions, our results. Um, And so I'm really excited to be here with you. And the only other um, thing that really, I think a lot of your listeners might relate with if they are coaches is um, that the certification programs don't Mm -hmm. necessarily teach you how to run a business and do the marketing Mm -hmm. side of things and the um, business side of things. And so that was one of my biggest struggles and frustrations and kind of brought me to doing what I do because I started out as a health coach and in the health and wellness industry in 2010. And I was just bummed because I got my certification. I was all excited, but I had no idea how to run an online business. And um, lucky for me, I was I worked in business development and marketing for a lot of health startups mm. throughout the years and, and got a degree in, in entrepreneurship and business. And so I was able to say, okay, now I see what I was missing and mm-hmm. put the two together and help other coaches do the same, take, take the business and marketing side of things and implement that um, with their coaching business so they can do what they love. Oh, that makes total sense. I know when I uh, started kind of putting together my site and all of this different stuff, you know, there's so many components from your social media strategy to what you know, um, automated mailing system you're going to use and all of this just stuff. And I, I felt so glad that I was a virtual assistant and I had used so many systems and so many people's businesses. Um, yeah. it, it just made it so much easier, um, to use it on my own, but I'm sure if you've just come out of your coaching certification and you're geared up and you're excited, but you don't necessarily have very much business experience or even kind of online systems experience, it would be a little bit overwhelming. Totally. So what brought you into the online coaching space? Did you get started with a certification program you were saying? Yeah, um, I started out in 2010 actually just getting all my fitness certifications and um, offering fitness programs. 
Um, so that's where it all started. And it was kind of my gateway into all things personal development and um, say, like learning sales and all of that. And then throughout college, I was trying to figure out what I really wanted to do in my life. And um, I always knew coaching was a passion of mine. So I started to get more of like holistic life you know, mindset, mm -hmm. psychology of success, those kinds of certifications, um, and behavioral change specialist certification and things like that. Um, because I knew it was bigger than just health and wellness that I wanted to focus on. Mm -hmm. And, um, from there I had everything going for a little bit, but then I got a job that kind of took me off path. Um, after college with a company that actually got a certification with, but another branch of it. And um, it was kind of a dream job situation, meaning it was super fast paced. It was a startup. It was very hands-on. I got to do a lot of things and I really enjoyed it. But at the same time, I let go of my coaching business during that time mm -hmm. because I really was struggling for time. <laughs> and um, it was one of my biggest regrets actually, because I completely let it go and it had mm -hmm. been building momentum. And then at the end of, well, at, at around eight months, <clears throat> six to eight months in with this project that we were working on, the entire team got let go because there was <sighs> some problems in the company. And um, I was so bummed because I had really given it my all and I put everything on hold for it. And so from that, I learned the importance of really, you know, taking responsibility and, um, I restarted, I used it as a sign to restart my coaching business mm -hmm. and I really had a whole new energy and, and commitment to never giving up on my coaching business ever again. Even if I have other jobs, even if I was going to be doing other things, I knew I didn't want to let it go this time. Mm -hmm. Um, so that was one of the biggest kind of what brought me in here, long story, but, <laughs> um, yeah, that's, that's what led me to where I am now. Oh, wow. And when, when you work with other coaches or even just in general, do you really encourage people to pursue a third party certification if they are interested in coaching? I do for the most part, mainly because I think it builds your confidence coaching. Hmm. Um, however, some people, the coaching world technically it doesn't require you to have a certification and as you know some of the biggest consultants and coaches are people who have just done things themselves that are really amazing and share their framework or their process for doing it um so i think it depends on the person but for the most part i think it's nice to have a certification my only suggestion would be don't expect that to just that's just the beginning and so if you're going to budget wisely for your business, I would save some for the business part of it. Um, and I would get a basic certification that makes you feel confident and good. Um, and then from there, really focus more of your investment on what comes after. Oh, that makes total sense. That's, that's really good advice. Uh, so I saw on your site that you work with women to help them confidently communicate their message. And I was curious how you go about doing that for yourself. Totally. Well, and it's a really good question um, because anytime, if you're an, a coach or an entrepreneur, um, you, it's already hard. I mean, they're already going to 
come across roadblocks and challenges and obstacles. And so if your confidence isn't there and you already are beating yourself up and not on your own side, you're just making the whole journey a lot harder on yourself than it needs to be. And so some of the things I work on with my clients is, and this is the biggest mindset shift because most people who are not confident or, um, you know, afraid to share their message also care a lot about what other people think of them. Mm -hmm. And so one thing I always say is it's actually kind of selfish to keep your message to yourself and be nervous about sharing your message and putting yourself out there because there are people who could really use what you have to share, could use the free value you you would put out online that you're not and you're, you're holding in your brain. And you're so caught up in your own head that you're leaving nothing to give, right? And I also, on a side note, I sing in a cover band <laughs> and the band that, I, like, I had to get over stage nerves. And one of the ways I did that was thinking they are paying me to show up to do a good job. And if I'm caught up in my own head and shaky and nervous and whatever, they're not getting what they paid for. And that's, I'm doing a disservice to them. So I got to get over myself and, you know, put on a good show. (laughs) Yeah. It's the same thing with coaches. Um, And you, it's just a matter of being willing to feel a little weird in the beginning and do it anyways and have 100 bad live videos, have 100 bad calls and, and be okay with that and expect it and creating a mission that is so much bigger than the doubts and the mess ups that you just keep going. And the, the last thing I would say about the confident communication, one thing I had to get over and I'm sure many women in particular struggle with this is perfectionism and just wanting to do it so communicate their message so perfectly and market themselves so perfectly to the point where your ideas are just sitting in your head because you won't put it out until it's absolutely perfect. Mm -hmm. And so one of the things I had to get comfortable with and that I recommend my clients do too is from the book, um, finish or by, uh, John Acuff. Yes. And yes. Okay. So I I think it's in his book. If it's not in his book, it could be from Dan Sullivan, who's also like a entrepreneur based person, but the message is, um, accept B plus work and get it out into the world. That's way better than having a plus work sitting in your head that never sees the light of day. <laughs> yeah. So you have to be willing to put things out there and kind of grow and evolve and, and improve it as you go versus just letting it sit there rusting in your brain until it's an A plus because <laughs> it will never be. Yes. It makes me think of, um, for the longest time I had this, uh, stack of these, uh, canvas things. Mm-hmm. And I really, it was like, oh man, like I wanted to use them and they were so cool, but they were also like blank and perfect. And I was just like, oh man, like, I mean, like, I just knew that I was going to like mess up. Yeah. And so then they just sit there and I never use them. And it's like, I have these really cool canvases just going to waste because I'm so afraid that my efforts will ruin them. And when I just got over it and I used them and I created with them, I had so much fun and I made some really neat things and no, they weren't perfect, but it's like, well, better yeah. than the back corner of my closet because <laughs> I'm afraid of exactly. Feeling. Yes. Oh man. So really. Uh, do you, 
when, when you're working with, uh, with female coaches, um, mm-hmm. and they're coming and they are really maybe struggling with that confidence, um, do you have any particular tools or strategies or, or something that you might recommend to them to kind of start building confidence? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so when it comes to building confidence, I think it is unfortunately built through action and doing it extremely scared and every time it gets easier. And so one of the things that I like to talk about with my clients is first of all, just ask yourself if you're not feeling confident, are you at least 40% sure that if you do this, it will lead to a positive outcome. And the reason why I say that is because I don't know if you know um, who Jeff Bezos is, but he's Amazon's, Mm -hmm. you know, founder or or CEO, sorry. Um, And he, I learned in a podcast once that he makes decisions when he's 40% sure about something. And these are big decisions. (laughs) Yeah. And so you have to, as an entrepreneur, if you want to build confidence, you have to become a decisive person and just decide like, I feel like I should do this, but I'm scared. But if you're 40% sure, then you can't go wrong and just give yourself permission to go for it. You don't need permission from somebody else. And the other thing with confidence is I think there's this message that you have to earn it. um, And or your self-worth is only only applies to you if you've made a certain amount of money or if you've ha- had a certain amount of clients or mm. you have a certain amount of experience. And who taught you that? Like, where are you getting this? It's just an idea that you've reinforced through thinking it over and over again. And so I would ask yourself, what else is true? You know, like, mm. what what do you innately know about yourself? like you're resourceful or you have done something scary before and got through it. Um, You are working on your experience and you know, you know that you're teachable and coachable. Like think about, look for all the evidence of why you can be a confident person and write it out, commit to focusing on those things versus you know, beating yourself up and hesitating and being indecisive about whether or not you're going to move forward with things. Oh, I love that. And yeah, that makes, that makes complete sense. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it, and it is hard. Like it's easier, it's easy to say this, but then to actually go out and put yourself out there and be naked and vulnerable in front, online or sharing your story with people as a coach or, um, you know, creating your first program and launching it without fully, there's just so much uncertainty about being an entrepreneur and going on your journey. There's a lot of things you can do to make that less, but Mm. at the same time, you just have to get comfortable with, with that and make room for it and understand that you have to be on your own side and, and confidently, um, so sold on what you do and your mission that that doesn't matter. Hmm. Oh, I love that. And yeah, I think confidence in your mission and willingness to make decisions and, you know, some of them aren't gonna maybe be everything you hope they were, but it's like, man, better than just sitting on everything because you're so afraid to, to commit or make any decision or, or take any steps forward. Yeah, exactly. 
So for a lot of us who are kind of working in the online world, balance becomes a huge issue. Yeah. Uh, so I was curious, what does balance look like in your life? And what are maybe some, some warning signs that, that you or someone else may be getting out of balance? Well, I love this question. And I love this whole concept of balance. And again, I think it's one of those things that we as a society make up a definition for like it means that you work out and you go to your job and you have your friends all the time and you see your family and you cook dinner and and <laughs> you're sipping margaritas on the beach yeah, obviously <laughs> yeah that doesn't sound balanced to me at all it sounds <laughs> overwhelming so i actually don't really believe in balance and i believe in something called work life harmony which just means to me um loving what you do defining on your own terms what balance means to you. And in my opinion, I, I am somebody who believes in seasons. So meaning I believe in times of push and I believe in times of patience and I believe in times where you're going to go harder and sometimes where you're going to recover more. And mm. so I, um, for example, summer is like my go time because coaching is go a lot of coaching stuff is going on. I'm singing on the weekends in my cover band. So I'm constantly like driving and singing and doing all these things uh, during the week and during the weekend. And so I just, instead of telling myself, how can I be balanced? You know, I, I instead just say, this is the season for that. Mm -hmm. And I don't pressure myself to do a lot of other things, meaning I don't actually see my friends that much in the summer, which most people be like, what? Like, that's so unhealthy or but like, whatever. But I know that like, I can't, I just can't add, I, I need to be focused right now. And I'll see them a ton in the winter when things slow down and I have more weekends again. It's just mm. how my job and my life work with coaching. It's, you know, it's just not, I am okay with that. And I given myself permission at certain times of the year to focus on more uh, on certain things um, versus thinking I need to meet this expectation of balance and do what everybody else does. Um, so that's just one example. But I also would, uh, I think that, like I said, since there is so much uncertainty as an entrepreneur, creating certainty for yourself by um, measuring your success and, and your, I guess, balance criteria for how you are showing up and how you are taking care of yourself um, more than the results. You know what I mean? Um, so something I like to do is, well, first of all, have some routines created in my mm -hmm. week, meaning um, just some things that I can know are certain. Like every Thursday, I go to my favorite group fitness class. And um, I also have certain things I call my basics, which are just like things that I know if I'm very, very consistent with pay off. So my basics for my marketing, um, I have basics for my health. Like as long as I keep going to the gym and getting X amount of hours of sleep, like I'm doing pretty good. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? Yes. So I would have every, if everybody wants their de definition of balance, I would recommend writing down what are your non-negotiables, you know, what are mm -hmm. your, um, your basics and what are some, routines or things that you could put in to create more certainty in your life to keep you stable as an entrepreneur. And the last thing is just remember that it's okay to have seasons and give yourself permission to let go of certain things during cer certain times. And um, 
and then pick back up on it when you have more freedom to do that. I really love the idea of, yeah, just having those basics and I, I, it makes me want to sit down. Like some would come to mind immediately where it's like, oh, I'm a person yeah. who needs sleep. Like, nope, not, can't skip it. There's no way around it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, so I feel like for my personal life, I could nail them down pretty quickly, but um, kind of more for like my business and online presence. I, I think that could be really helpful to just sit down and be like, okay, what are the things that, that are the basics? Oh, I love that. I'm going to do that. <laughs> so fun. Yeah. It's very fun. I am a big fan of journaling. I love it. I try to do some kind of journaling every morning. And these are where, that's how I come up with the basics and all that stuff. Mm, Oh, I love that. I just started using um, the Be Fulfilled journal um, where it's like, it's kind of just set up. So there's like certain things that like kind of walks you through every day with like, you know, gratitude and reflecting and and it's it's, kind of cool. So I'm, I've been enjoying this week. Yes. I love it. So another big online world, I mean, this is a life thing, but I feel like also online when you're trying to launch something new Mm -hmm. um, is imposter syndrome. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Is this something that you've experienced and could you share a little bit about that? Yeah, absolutely. I think imposter syndrome, the root cause of it is comparing yourself to others. Mm. Um, And for people who've never heard the term imposter syndrome, usually it just means you feel like you're not enough or you're faking it or you're not as good as somebody else. And I think that, first of all, everybody has this to some degree, but it can become lessened as you build confidence and, and befriend yourself through some of the things we've talked about today. But however, um, when I first started out coaching in business and marketing, I had this idea in my head that a business coach had to be somebody who wore a blazer and like never laughed or cracked a joke (laughs) and had to be really serious and use charts. And I I just had this weird idea in my head. Like I can't be, I, I started as a health coach and I'm wearing yoga pants. Like I can't, be a business coach. Mm. And, and one of the things that happened uh, on my journey is uh, from my coach was like, what, like, have you looked around in the online space at the people who are doing what you want to do just because they believe in themselves? Do you know what I mean? So there are people, so I would take it to, there are people doing what you want to be doing just because they believe in themselves. You don't have to fit a certain Um, And that's part of the cool thing about the online world is that you don't have to fit a certain picture um, to succeed there. That's why there's so many different niches or or niches, however you like (laughs) to say it. That's why there's so many different uh, branding vibes. Like some people are traveling business coaches and they're at the beach and that's what (laughs) they love and that's what they value. And there's people who identify with that and think that's the coolest way to be. There's people who are, you know, do wear yoga pants and our business coach. Like you just have to look for the evidence around you that it is possible and you are just as capable as those other people. Um, And that's one of the ways that you can do that is going back to that question, what else is true? So yeah, okay. I think that you have to be wearing a blazer and very serious if you're going to be a business coach. What else is true? Well, there are people doing it who don't wear blazers <laughs> and, <laughs> and who, you know, whatever. And same thing. So that's one exercise. The other exercise I would do is um, I would look, like write down 
all of the limiting beliefs you have, like I'm not cool, like pretty enough. I'm not blah, 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 smart enough. I don't know how to do X. I don't know if I have it in me. I will, and then below that, write down, this is no longer a good excuse because, and it gets your mm -hmm. brain thinking about evidence for why you are capable of this. Um, so that would be a way to, uh, to start working through the whole imposter syndrome thing. But I work with that with my clients a lot on that. And it, I can definitely tell you that um, it takes, it just takes building some momentum in a different thought direction. Like we talked about where you'd write down rebuttal yes. thoughts um, and it kind of changes the game. Yeah. And I, I think that just goes back to that whole idea. We so often get stuck in this one kind of rut or, or pattern of thinking that's just our go-to and it's automatic and we don't really have to put energy into like summoning it up. It's just, <laughs> you know, how we tend to be. And for a lot of us, it tends, that inner voice tends to be very um, negative or it tears us down um, or we, all of our doubts and insecurities come so quickly. But like you say, just even a simple exercise where it's like, okay, acknowledge that thought and then a rebuttal. What else could be true? Um, and, and just taking the action to actually think through that and, and write through that. Um, I think we can really start to turn those thought patterns around, which is, is hugely powerful in our lives. So um, yeah, I agree. And same thing with rejection. Like I think a lot of times people see rejection and then think, make a conclusion that they're not good enough or whatever. Mm -hmm. But really what might be true is that person just, um, has a aunt that's also a coach and picked her own aunt or that person <laughs> is on vacation right now. And that's why they're not getting back to you. Like you create the story in your head. And so help yourself out. If you want to be an entrepreneur, you have to be pretty headstrong and resilient and take care of your own mind. Um, and so you better be like ready to, to, um, kind of be, have your own back, you know? Yes. Oh my, that makes total sense. And it is so funny how we can jump into, like you say, these stories that we're creating, um, but really how little effort it even takes to steer the story in a different direction. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's mostly just having that awareness that you could steer it in a different direction if you wanted to. Definitely. Um, let's see. I know that you currently have a free three day consistency challenge. You have a planner that goes with that over on your Facebook group and on your uh, website. Could you talk a little bit about habits and consistency and why those are such important parts of business? Yes, definitely. So that um, planner is available at haleyrow.com slash consistency. It's H-A-I-L-E-Y-R-O-W-E.com slash consistency. And um, the videos are also in the Health Coach Nation Facebook group if you just search Health Coach Nation. Um, so anyways, the reason why I think habits are so important is because they really create who you are. People don't necessarily remember um, what you say all the time. But as you know, like that quote about you, how you make them feel, but they also see your actions um, and people remember what your actions were. So your habits are your actions. And I think the key to changing your habits, the first thing I always say is creating a pattern interrupt. And what I mean by a pattern interrupt is pretty much, let's say, for example, you are trying to stop 
um, overeating, or you're trying to stop procrastinating on one certain task for your business. So I'll go to the overeating example first. A pattern interrupt for that might be, okay, I'm allowed to overeat, but this time when I do it, I'm going to pause and take out a piece of paper and write down how I'm feeling in that moment and the thoughts in my head and maybe why I'm doing it. Like, am I stressed? Am mm. I um, just used to doing this? Like, you know, I'm going to make myself write it down. And that is going to be the pattern interrupt. And the reason why you want to insert this is because it trains your brain to be like, hey, we aren't going to do this on autopilot anymore. Mm. And we're going to start paying attention to this and maybe we're going to start changing it. And same thing with the procrastination. If you like are triggered by working from home and you know you get the TV on and whatever, maybe your pattern interrupt is first thing in the morning when your willpower is strong, when you're starting <laughs> the day, you're going to leave the house and go sit somewhere else. So um, those would be an example of pattern interrupts. The other thing that's really important on the journey to creating new habits is to make the new habit that you want more fun and attractive to do than the old habit. So in the overeating example, it's way less fun to keep overeating when you have to take out a piece of paper and write down all the thoughts in your head. <laughs> it doesn't feel so, it feels kind of like work now. And same thing with, um, so I would think about how you can make the new thing seem more attractive. I would write down your whys for why you want the new habit. And I would make the old habit more difficult and just have more of a barrier to keep doing it. Um, and the same thing with your attitude towards your new habits. You want to make sure that you understand that even though maybe you've added a pattern interrupt and you've, you've been doing all of the the things that I recommend, like um, making the old habit less attractive and less available to you, you're still not going to feel like it all the time. Mm -hmm. And you just have to accept that you're not entitled to feel like it all the time. It's just, <laughs> you've just, your brain has grooved this habit into its head and it's going to not, it's going to be not wanting to change it because it's trying to protect you and it thinks that that's the best thing to do because you've done it so many times. So you just have to accept that and believe, you know, just incorporate the new things and do it on the days you don't feel like it. And when you do it on the days you don't feel like it, when it's hardest, that is when you will get the fastest ability to stop doing the old habit. Meaning, like, you know how they say a habit takes, oh, 21 days or 60 mm -hmm. days or whatever. It really depends. It depends on the amounts of time, the amount of time that you do the habit, like don't do the habit when, um, or let's say you're trying to break a habit. Sorry, I got off track. If you're trying to break a habit and you don't do it when you really, 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 really want to, you're going to form the new habit that you want much faster than if you just keep doing it when it's not that, when things are easy. Yeah. So, so that, that goes to saying, don't wait, <laughs> don't wait till you're back from vacation. Don't wait until, you know, you, um, have time. Like the best time to start building that new habit is when it's hard. Um, because you'll, it will go so much faster for you. Oh, I love that advice. And yeah, aren't, aren't we all always waiting for, <laughs> for some yeah. better time to start? And, um, but I can think of a few habits that I've started where like, it ha I have gone through a hard season, whether it was moving or a vacation or something, and I stuck with it. And then on the other side of it, when I was tempted, it was like, no, I did not just spend a week vacationing and stick with this. 
to like come home and like, you know, veg out and lose it all. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. So definitely. Yeah. That feeling of, I did it when it was hard, so I'm not going to lose it when it was easy was, was very motivating to me at least anyway. <laughs> yeah. And, and just like before where we said you have to be willing to do like a hundred Facebook lives before it becomes natural, you also are probably going to make a hundred mistakes on the way to building a new habit. That doesn't mean you're off the wagon. It doesn't mean your journey's over. It just means mm. it's, it, it, you know, it is what it is. Just expect, make room for that and get started now and get those mistakes out of the way. And keep learning. Yes. Oh, that's so perfect. And Haley, if you had one final piece of advice to share with our listeners, what would you share? Well, I think that um, one thing I saw about you and what you do is, is helping people change their story. And I really love that because we can write our own before and after story. And so the final piece of advice I would share is anytime you come up with an obstacle or something that's holding you back, just know that you can turn it into a strategy. You can turn it into a question that you could ask someone. You can turn it into an action item. Like it is very, we live in a time where pretty much everything is figure outable in one way or another, as Marie Forleo says. <laughs> so um, that would be my final piece of advice. Awesome. And if people want to connect with you in business or life, um, I know you had mentioned your website, HaleyRowe.com, um, and your Facebook group was Health Coach Nation Facebook group. Uh, do you have Instagram? Yeah, I'm on Instagram at Haley, H-A-I-L-E-Y underscore Roe, R-O-W-E. And I also have a podcast version called Health Coach Nation. Um, so those the Facebook group and the podcast kind of go together. So if you want to check that out on iTunes, I'm over there too. Oh, awesome. Definitely. I hope people are able to, I'll put all the links in the show notes so people can uh, find that and connect with you. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Hannah. Yes. Thank you so much for all of your time. Thank you so much for joining us on today's show. Definitely check the show notes if you want links to either myself or today's amazing guest. You can like and subscribe on your player of choice. And of course, I always love if you leave a rating or review. Thanks so much. Until next time, this is Hannah.